Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey folks, Mark Lintonmeyer from the Partially Examined Life Philosophy Podcast here. What do you think of political art? I've in general not been a fan. I find it manipulative, and I'd really rather just hear a political argument instead of slotting it into a piece of fiction where you can gloss over all the complexities. Well, Jean-Paul Sartre, the famous French existentialist, was subjected to criticisms like the one I just gave. He wrote some novels and plays that were accused of being just too full of a political message to be considered actually good art. So he wrote a book-length rebuttal to such challenges in 1946 called What is Literature? And he argues that it's the very nature of prose to be political. Now, other arts, sure, those are about forms, colors, tones, these pretty sensory elements. Even poetry, which uses words, is not really about what the words are about. It's about the words themselves, how they fit together, how they sound. It uses the fact that words mean things, sure, but it's not trying to make a statement about the world so much as to create a concrete construction of words for you to marvel at, just like you'd marvel at a statue. But prose, on the other hand, really is using words in the ordinary sense, where they refer to things in the world. So if you're writing a story or a play, yes, you want to have a nice style, but it's not all about the style. It really has to be about something. It has to impart some truth. Now, that might sound weird. If you're writing fiction, is your point to reveal truth? Well, I'd say yes, good fiction... Even if it's giving you a fictitious situation, it resonates with you because it's expressing true emotions, how somebody would actually react in this fictitious situation, whether that character is in fact acting in character, that can be a matter of truth. And it's something that a bad work can fail at. Or more generally, this is how things would play out in the universe that the author has set up. And if you are setting up a fantasy universe with dragons or superheroes or what have you, hopefully you have some point in doing so. Maybe the truth is just, wouldn't it be cool if this thing happened? So Sartre turns this idea that prose writing is a truth-making enterprise into casting the whole writing and reading relationship as fundamentally ethical. And it's ethical in a couple related ways. First, if fiction is imparting truths, then it's an appeal for you as the reader to recognize, to hear, to understand those truths. So a typical piece of political fiction these days might show the plight of some oppressed group and as a reader, if you've read that book, seen that movie, you cannot claim later to just not understand and hence ignore that plight, be insensitive to those people. Sartre also wants to point out how much work reading is. When you pick up a book, it's really just marks on a page. And for those to come to life as an actual story or even as an actual coherent series of sentences, that requires your imagination. And your experience, if a character is depicted as acting angrily, if you don't understand anger, if you've not experienced anger yourself, you're not going to understand what's being said in the story. So it's like the author is giving you a guidebook for creating the work, but you're actually the one doing it. And again, Sartre wants to cast this as an ethical relationship. He says the written work is an appeal to you, to your freedom, in fact, to complete the work. It's an appeal to your freedom because you're the reader. You're in complete control. You can throw the book down at any point. Or you can just stop giving yourself to it, giving your full imaginative attention, letting the various elements come to life. So, back to the original question. Should literature be political? 
Well, the way I've described it here, it's inevitably political. To write something is to make an ethical appeal, which you can then respond to or fail to respond to. Those sort of interpersonal ethical relationships, that's what politics is all about. So one interesting consequence of this is that Sartre thinks that it's not possible to write a book that is artistically beautiful but morally pernicious. So if you write a super racist book that is supposed to show that those vile outsiders are infesting our shores and ruining our society, well, literature as truth revealer won't actually allow you to reveal something that is fundamentally false like that. And if it invites you as reader to do that, then it's inviting you to participate actively, emotionally, in the creation of this fundamental falsehood. Now, of course, the writer might not believe that's a falsehood, or maybe it's just a matter of opinion whether it really is or is not a falsehood. But Sartre's point is that when you're arguing about whether the view expressed is true, and when you're arguing about whether the work is any good, those are actually the same kind of argument. Now, I'd be interested in hearing what y'all think of this. I personally, when evaluating a work of literature, or more often a film, like to separate out the aesthetic critique from the ideological critique. In other words, I think you could have a perfectly good film or book where it is skillfully written, great use of plot devices, internally coherent, but yet just fundamentally based on bad ideas. So, for instance, the Star Wars movies or superhero movies are often criticized for relying on this sort of great man view of history, right? It's only the chosen one who can fix things as opposed to groups of people working together, which is how it works in the real world. So if you want to give a defense of those ideologically, you might argue that, well, actually, history does rely on great individuals and not just larger social trends. Or you could argue that even though that is false as a theory of history, there's something resonant about it in us. Maybe it's a wish fulfillment. Maybe it's religious. So if you want to say good literature expresses truth and those stories are true in some more primordial way than just reflecting mundane reality, well, you can have that argument. But it sounds to me like that's a separate argument than just arguing whether the work was well made. And when you think historically, who have been the people who have come in and said, I don't want you reading this kind of work because it's morally pernicious? Well, it's the conservative religious folks. So I think one of the reasons we erected this division in the first place was to give people the freedom to work within different genres, different ideologies, right? If you think slasher movies are just mean-spirited, that only really immature, degenerate people would want to watch these things, then you can't tell the difference between a well-made slasher movie and a terrible, derivative, actually bad slasher movie. Now, Sartre was a weird guy with a radical personal life and very left-wing politics, and he certainly would not have been one who would want to suppress diversity to support religious conservatism, to support censorship. But maybe in distinguishing the moral from the aesthetic in the way that we do, we've just gone too far. And I would think a legitimate criticism of any slasher movie at this point, no matter how well made is, does the world actually need another slasher movie? You can legitimately ask whether the art that we consume, is it actually making us better people? Is it actually teaching us anything? Or is it purely just a pleasure drug we're using to get through time? Now, of course, as pleasure drugs go, books and movies, pretty harmless, not too terrible side effects compared to other things. Maybe the truth expressed by escapist fiction is that, hey, people need to escape. But if that's the case, well, that sure seems like an incitement for us to have a political conversation about what the hell is wrong with the way we structure our lives such that we should have such a strong need to escape from them. So Sartre's accusation is that even if you think I'm just providing entertainment. I'm just telling a story. You're actually doing more of that. You are making a political statement. 
And if all literature in whatever form is making a political statement, why don't you do it intentionally? Why don't you figure out what statement you're trying to make and actually make it? He gives the analogy that as a writer, you're playing with a gun. So you can choose to just let it shoot off in random directions where it may hurt people, or you can point it where you actually want it to point and have it achieve the effect that you want it to achieve. This has been a glimpse into the world of philosophy. I hope you'll join me and my co-hosts to dive into the full analysis of this text on Partially Examined Life, episode 212, Sartre on Literature. You can get that at partiallyexaminedlife.com or looking up The Partially Examined Life wherever you listen to podcasts. I also have another podcast, Nakedly Examined Music, where I talk at length to songwriters about what their purposes and techniques are in creating what they do. You can find that at nakedlyexaminedmusic.com. Again, this is Mark Lintonmeyer. Thanks for listening and have a great day. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.